We have read about the tzitz in yesterday's parsha. We will read it about it again in Mirza Shem Parshas Pekudai. And that's it, exactly. And there's a fascinating halachic uh, discussion which is uh, relevant every single day of our lives that comes from the tzitz. Let's join me in number one on the top right hand side. Let's begin. This is a Gemara in Shabbos, Taf Yud Beis. It seems to be a very innocent Gemara, pretty straightforward. Tani Dvei Rabbi Shmol, said Rabbi Shmol's Yeshiva. Yoytzei Adon B'Tfilin Be'erev Shabbos Im Chashech. One is allowed to uh, walk out with Tfilin Friday afternoon right before it gets dark into the street. The Gemara there is talking uh, the certain activities one should not do Friday afternoon right before Shabbos because he will most probably continue into Shabbos. So the Shaili is if you feel we don't wear Shabbos. We uh, we paskin la'alacha that minat Torah there's no mitzvah, right? We hold tefillin as a time-bound mitzvah. There's a debate between the Tanoim why it's time-bound. Rabbi Yossi Aglili versus Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yossi Aglili says because the mitzvah doesn't apply at night minat Torah. The Rambam goes like that. Almost everybody else, Paskins like Rabbi Akiva, that Minat Torah tefillin applies at night. It's Shabbos and Yom Tov that it doesn't apply. Because tefillin is a sign. Shabbos and Yom Tov is already a sign. It happens to be Rabbi Meir holds tefillin Minat Torah applies Shabbos, Yom Tov and night. According to Rabbi Meir, tefillin is not bound by time. Somebody once asked me that they heard that Bruyer, Rabbi Meir's wife, wore tefillin and that Rashi's daughters wore tefillin. So for Rashi's daughters, never found any source. Neither for Rabbi Meir's wife, Bruria, there's no source. And I was wondering, where did they get, where did this notion come from? So some say because Rabbi Meir holds in Gemara that tefillin is not bound by time, which means women are chayev, so most probably he got his wife to wear tefillin. The problem is his wife was a big scholar. She may not have agreed with him on that. We don't know, we don't know what she held. Just because her husband held it. We learned like last week, right, that the wife is not the judge of the husband, but also goes the other way around, right? We saw the Neibu that says the wife has no right to start taking credit cards or not, to make him do stalker, but it goes the other way around too. Anyhow, so the Shaila is Friday afternoon, you're wearing tefillin. We don't want you to wear them on Shabbos. But Rabbi Shmol says, if it's Friday afternoon, and you're walking into the street, it's okay. We're not worried you'll continue to wear them when Shabbos comes in. So the Gemara says, my time of why? The Gemara says, Kivan, since the Amar Rabba Baravuna, Rabba Baravuna gave a halacha. And this halacha is brought in Rambam, in everywhere, in every Jewish code. Chayiv Adam l'mashmish b'tfilin kol shah One needs to fiddle around with his tefillin every year. Kol shah v'shah. All the time. Right, all the times. It's just, some actually seem to say it's mamish all the time. Others say it means every year periodically. But either way, kal v'chaymer mitzitz. He learns it out from the tzitz. Ma the tzitz she'ein boy elas karachas. The tzitz has only one name of Hashem. It said koydish la Hashem on the tzitz. A machlekes if it was over one line or two lines, Hashem. but it said yudkei vovkei. First Hashem's name, then koydish. That's what it said. By a koydish. Okay. So the. So the Shaila is, the tzitz only has one name of Hashem, Amr Torah, the Torah said, al It says it should be constantly on his head. 
What does it mean constantly on his head? He doesn't sleep, he doesn't go to the bathroom. We're going to see that's how the Gemara words it in Yuma. How could the Torah say that, how could the, how could the Pasuk state that the tzitz will be on the Kayan Gadol's head, Tomit, constantly? What it means is that while he's wearing it, he needs to be constantly aware. What it means is, not that he wears it 24-7, but when he wears it, he needs to be constantly aware. He cannot get distracted from the tzitz. So tefillin, sheyesh ben azkaris harbe, tefillin has 21 names of the yudke vovke in the yad, and the same amount in the head, it's the same parashis, it's 42 times the name of yudke vovke. Al achas kana, much more so. So that's the din of Rabbi Baravuna. So what's the Gemara saying in Shabbos? Since you can't have to fidget with your tefillin, so if it's Friday, 20 minutes before Shabbos, and you're walking out into the street with tefillin, we're not worried you'll continue to wear it on Shabbos because since you can't forget about them, okay, Hilkach, therefore, Midker you will remember them. That's the piece of Gemara in Shabbos. So the Gemara seems to be saying unequivocally that we paskin like this din of Rabbah Barav Huna. We make this Kalvachimer from the Tzitz. If the Tzitz you can't get distracted from, which is learned from the Pasuk Tomid, and the Tzitz only has one name of Hashem, Shtelzichfar, imagine your film. Imagine film 42. Fine. The Gemara seems to be quite innocent. However, if you look at number two, the Gemara in Yuma, Dav Zayin, <coughs> stretches out this discussion and more details are found there. The Gemara starts off like this. There's a debate between Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon what the word Tomid actually means. When it says the tzitz has to be Tomid, what does it mean? Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon says, you know what it means? that whether the Koyan's wearing it or not, the tzitz atones. It atones. It atones for bringing sacrifices in a state of tumah. If it was done, if sacrifices were brought in a state of impurity, the tzitz atones. So Rabbi Shimon says, Tomid means whether he's wearing it, whether he's not wearing it, the tzitz always is machaper. And Rabbi Yehuda is the one who says no. Rabbi Yehuda says no, only when you wear the tzitz does it work. What does Tomid mean? That you can't space out. In other words, what we saw in number one is really only the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So look, look at number two. It says the Gemara like this. Rabbi Yehuda, Sova Rabbi Yehuda holds. Al Metzach Venosa, when it's on his forehead, it atones. Not always. Rabbi Shimon Savar Tomid Lorotzen Lefnei Hashem. Rabbi Shimon says no. The word Tomid is juxtaposed, Laros means that the tzitz is always atoning. So Rabbi Shimon says Tomid means it always atones, whether he wears it, whether he doesn't. It could be sitting on the hook while he's sleeping, right? If he takes it, it doesn't matter. And he's sleeping during the day and a koyan does an avoid accidentally in, in Tumah. Nah, it works. Rabbi Huda says, no, I'll make Sachvanasa when he's weary. Not always. So the Gemara continues, my Tomid. Rabbi Shimon says, what does Tomid mean? Do you think it means it's always on his head? What do you mean? Is that true? He goes to the bathroom, he takes it off. He doesn't need a rest. Rabbi Shimon says, no, the word Tomid, he doesn't wear it all the time. It's not, not factual. Tomid means it always atones. Rabbi Huda says, no. Rabbi Huda says it only atones if he's wearing it. So the Gemara asks Rabbi Huda, Nami Hoksiv Tom, what does he do with Tomit? 
He says Tomid means you always have to be cognizant of it. Not to space out. Tomid means when you wear it, you always have to be cognizant of the fact. He goes with Rabba the Amr. The Amr Rabba Baravuna, and this is the same thing we saw in number one. One needs to fidget, fiddle, feel. I say feel. He's feeling all the time or every so often. from the tzitz. Umat sits she aim by Ella as Koraacha sits only as one name of the Yudke Vovke. Omer to the Tur says Al Mitzchay Tomid always on his forehead. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, that means Shaloya Sir died to Mimeno, you can't space out. Tfilin Sheyeshman as Koras Harbalachas Kamvakam. So it comes out from number two that this din of Rabbi Baravuna is actually only the shit of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon. He didn't have to adjust the tzitz. He just had to just made him aware. Right. Good question. It's right. So the question is, whenever we have a kavachomer, you can only apply to the more serious case what you find by the more lenient. You can't. You can extrapolate to say whatever applied there should apply here. You can't go overboard. You can't. You don't have the right to apply more. In the case of the tzitz, you can't space out. But was there a din that he had to fidget around with it? It seems like we're extrapolating to tefillin and we're going overboard. Not only you can't be distracted by tefillin, but you have a chiv to constantly feel it. Did the Kohen Godel have a chiv for that? It's, it's a, I've seen people ask it and... Right, no, no, he didn't have, he didn't, he didn't. It's Kohen Godel. Right. Oh, okay, hold, hold on, hold on, oh, wait, wait, wait. We're going to see the major debate between Rambam and Tosis as if this Kavachoyim is real. But hold on, for in number two, though, you see, there's only Rabbi Yehuda. It all depends on how you learn the word Tomid. Rabbi Shimon says the word Tomid means it's always Meratzah. Tomid, Leratzah, Lifne Hashem. It always atones for any service which was done in a state of Tumah. It's Rabbi Yehuda who says, no, it only atones while he's wearing it. So he has a problem with the word Tomid. <laughs> to say Tomid means he wears it all day, that's rubbish. He goes to the... To say Tomid means it always atones, he doesn't hold that. So he needs Tomid for something else, which is, you can't be Masiyah Tas. And then once you know that by the Tzitz, comes Rabbi Baravun and extrapolates to Tefillin. According to Rabbi Shimon, it probably doesn't even apply by the Tzitz. A Kohen God was allowed to get distracted from the Choshen, there's no such din, right? It's not like his... So, it seems like according to Rabbi Shimon, the din doesn't apply by the Tzitz, there's no source for it. So the issues like this, I'll just tell you, this is, a, this is just in brackets, but because we're mentioning this, I have to mention the following issue. That <clears throat> the Gemara there is talking, when a Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur goes into the <clears throat> Kodesh Kadoshim, or, or any of the service he does for the day, even if he was Tomei, the service is going to be foolproof. Because, you know, the it says that for seven days before Yom Kippur, we would separate him from his wife. He shouldn't have any carry. So the Gemara discusses maybe, so maybe a, 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 he'll get in touch with the dead body or something. He could, be, he could still become Tomei for that. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no. That tumor would, that, that tumor is not going to disturb. That tumor won't disturb what he does on the day of Yom Kippur. And the Gemara says, why? So the Gemara says, it depends if you go like Rabbi Shimon or Rabbi Yehuda. If you go like Rabbi Shimon, the tzitz, the tzitz will protect. I, when he goes in on Yom Kippur, 
with the Ktairis into the Kedish Kadoshim, he's not wearing the tzitz. He's wearing his white clothes. Mm -hmm. But Abshimon says that tzitz, you don't have to wear it. Tzitz always covers you. But the according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to wear the tzitz to cover you in order for it to work. And when the Kangol goes in with that incense, the Ktairis, he's not wearing the tzitz. So Rabbi Yehuda says, I hold Tuma Hutra Betzibur. Rabbi Yehuda says that when it comes to a communal obligation, Tumas Meis, Tuma from a dead body, is Hutra, is not a problem at all. It's not a problem at all. If you, or if you're if the if, if the Kayan is Tame, if the people are Tame, Tuma from corpse Tuma, when it comes to a communal carbon, is a non-issue. Tuma Hutra Betzibur. Rabbi Shimon disagrees and says, Rabbi Shimon says, corpse tumah is overruled by the communal, but it's not completely allowed. In other words, it's an issue which we override. Rabbi Yehuda said it's a non-issue at all. It's a very, it's a very important What's debate. Override? Let me just say again, that according to Rabbi Shimon, there's an issue, and so it needs to be rectified. But the magnitude of the carbon overrides the fact that the... the carbon is good. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. but, but it needs to be rectified somehow. But according to Rabbi Yehud, it's completely hutra. So let's just get this cheshben clear for a second. Rabbi Yehud, who says tamid is, is, that, is only while the guy wears it, right? Tamid means he can't space out. Which means when the Kayin Godel goes into the Kodesh Kedoshim with the Ketairis, he's not wearing the tzitz, it's not going to work. If it's takatome, the tzitz won't work because the tzitz only works while you're wearing it. So Yehuda therefore has to say, corpse tum is a non-issue by communal code. It's a b'chlal, it's a non-issue. It doesn't even, it's hutra, it's completely mutter. But Rab Shimon says no, Rabbi Shimon holds that yeah, communal carbonus push away tumma, but it's duchuy, it's doiche. It overrules it. It's still, it, it's still tumma, but it overrules it. So, the, but according to Rabbi Shimon, so that means when the Kohen Gadol goes in on the Kohen Kadashim, if he's Tomei, there's still an issue here. There's no issue, because the tzitz will cover him. The tzitz removes that issue. Ah, he's not wearing it. Rabbi Shimon holds you don't have to wear it. It's all, it's affecting That's how the Gemara sets up the whole discussion. The major issue is the Rambam is inconsistent. The Rambam has a major contradiction. And this is actually not the Rambam we're going to talk about in Shia, but I have to mention it. Because for the last 700 years, every single commentator and their great nephew and their second cousin talks about it as well. Every single person discusses one of the most famous contradictions of the Rambam is the Rambam brings this din by tefillin you can't space out. The Rambam apaskins by the tzitzi can't space out. The Rambam says the word tamid means, like Rabbi Yehuda, that... You have to be constantly aware. The Rambam holds that sits doesn't work if you're not wearing it, like all the way Rabbi Yehuda. The Rambam holds, Tomid doesn't mean that sits always works. No, only if you're wearing it. And yet when it comes to the general discussion, if Tumma is overruled or is completely mutter, he goes like Rabbi Shimon, that it's only overruled. Which means according to the Rambam, he, what's going to happen when the Kohen Godel goes in on Yom Kippur, into the Kesh Kedoshim, if there is corpse Tumah there, he holds in the one hand like Rab Shimon that the Tumah is only overruled. It's still there, it's a problem, but there's no way to rectify it because the Rambam holds like Rab Yehuda that the Tzitz only works when you're wearing it. Rabbi Shimon said it's not a problem that the Tumah was only overruled because he holds that Tzitz always works. It, all, it always atones. Rabbi Yehuda said the Tzitz doesn't atone, but he holds the Tumah is completely mutter. 
The Rambam is in the so it's a made it's a long shagasaria. If you, if your head's not hurting yet, you nah. can have a look at the long shagasaria. Uh, Rabbi Yosef Kaira discusses it. The Radvaz, every single commentary on the Rambam is discussing how, for, you know, why the Rambam did that and how it makes sense. Anyhow, but I'm just. Uh, There's no sicha on it. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, uh, but it's uh, one of the famous uh, contradictions of the Rambam. Well, when you learn, I had to mention it because when we're learning this Gemara, you have to mention. Anyhow, fine. But but the, the issue the issue that we're discussing is not that. The fact is, Rabbi Baravuna gave a statement. If you can't space out from the tzitz, how much more so the tefillin? Okay. Comes Toysus in number five. Join me, number five. Toysus, famous Toysus in Yuma says, this whole Kalvachomer doesn't make sense. Umat he says in number five, Mat sits she'ein boy elas kara'achas, one mention of God. Teimoli, it doesn't make sense to me. Lifrach, why doesn't the Gemara say, hold your horses? By sits the names on the outside, by tefillin it's concealed, you can't compare the two. Toimer b'tfilin, you want to extrapolate the tefillin, they are machup in ur, they're covered in, in, uh, in leather. Toisva says, there's a rule by Kalva Choymers, the moment you can find some stringency in the case you're learning from, okay. then all bets are off, the whole limud is off, right? You know, if the thin guy eats three pieces of pizza, the big guy for sure is going to eat three. What if you find out the thin guy didn't eat for two days? Then, then, then all you can't you can't start learning one from the other. Okay. <laughs> so Toysus says, wait, 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 hold on. Tefillin does have Hashem's name on the outside. There's a shin on the shell rosh. There is a dalad in the back of the shell rosh, and there's a yud. So that's Shin Daladud, the Ain Latarids, don't tell me. It says Shakai in the Tfilin. Bekmotin in the creases. That means the creases of the Shel Roish, we have the Shin. So maybe, maybe Tfilin has the Abish's name on the outside. It says Taisus, they don't sell many election. Chada, one issue I have, Einzek Sav Gomer, that's not written. Now, what does he mean? What does he mean it's not written? He doesn't mean there's no ink. What he means is, the davka shin shel tefillin halacha l'moshe misinai. Teisvah says, the Ebesha told Moshe and Harsinai many details about the tefillin. The color of the straps, the, 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 the side that the boxes have to be square, all these things. He also told him there needs to be a shin on the tefillin. But not dalud v'yud lo. He says, Teisvah, the dalud and yud was a later invention from the Chachamim. So the whole... The whole name Shin Dalad Yud is not a biblical idea. Once the Chacham said the Dalad on the Yud, you have the name Shin Dalad Yud. But Minatoira, biblically, you don't even need that. If you don't have the Dalad on the Yud, you're filling our kosher biblically. So, so biblically, there's no name of Hashem. Va'oid in addition, but sits ikashayim amayuchad. Even if you have your shakai, you can't compare Shin Dalad Yud to the Yud Kevavke. The Yud Kevavke Shem Hamayuchad is the special name. It's called the Shem Ha'etzem, the, the essential name. Ben Dalad Oisi is four letters. To Chamrit Fates, it's the most serious of all the names of Hashem. So therefore, says Taisus, Venirali, it seems to me, De'ena Kavachomer De'eraisa. It's not a Kavachomer Gomer Minatera. Meaning like this. A real Kalvachomer has biblical status, has biblical status. In fact, actually, relating to this week's parasha, so I'm going to say this, the Gemara says there were three things Moshe Rabbeinu did on his own, and God agreed. One of them was Moshe broke the luchas. This week's, why did he break the luchas? 
So there are many answers in Chazal, but the Gemara in Shabbos says, Moshe made a Kavachim. That I remember by the Korban Pesach, Hashem told me, if a Ben Neich, or someone who's a non-believer, shouldn't partake of the Korban Pesach. Here, the whole, all the Yidin have become non-believers, and here it's not about the Korban Pesach, it's 613 mitzvahs. Even if it's only holding the Luchas, but all 613 mitzvahs are represented. We had a share about that once. So he broke it. So Toysus asked, wait a second. The Gemara says Moshe did it on his own and God agreed. Moshe didn't do it on his own. He had a Kalvachomer. A Kalvachomer is a biblical method of exegesis. The, the Eidrish gave the Torah with a way to decipher the Torah. When you use those tools to decipher, it has biblical meaning. It's biblical status. Right. So Torah asks, if it's a Kalvachomer, then, then it's biblical. Moshe didn't make this up on his own. This is the will of the Torah. It's God's will. So Tosus says it's a bad Kalvachomer. You know what Tosus says? Because you're dealing with the whole Torah over here, if you want the Jews to repent, you've got to give them the Luchas. By the carbon Pesach, you penalize someone. You're a Ben Necher, you don't believe, no carbon Pesach for you. But here you have the entire nation. You're upset with their actions. If you want them to ever change, you've got to give them the Luchas. If you don't give them the Luchas, they'll never change. Because here you're dealing with their entire, the entire Torah. This is their only hope that they'll ever change their actions. That's what Taisa says. So since it's not a full Kavachimer, it's so it's not a, so therefore Moshe did this on his own. Anyhow, so says Taisus over here as well. This Kavachimer of Rav Huna is not a real Kavachimer. Because the Tzitz has an up. It, the name is on the outside. Maybe that's why you can't space it out. You can't extrapolate the film where it's covered. Elamid Rabbanon, it's only a Dindarabon. According to Taisus, getting distracted in Tfilin is a rabbinic issue. Even if the tzitzah is biblical, like Rabbi Yehuda, but to learn out to tefillin, you can't. Tzitzah is on the outside. It's only the Rabbanon. Vahachi kamar. And what the Gemara means is like this. What Rabbi Baravuna meant is like this. Nihi, it's true, Nami, it's taka true. De'ika chumr tzitzah. It's true. The tzitzah has an up because the name is external. Kudim afarish like I explained. Mikomakim, nonetheless... The fact is, Tfilin has 42 names of the Kevavke. So, so it's a Savara. So the Chachamim felt, come on. Yeah, we can't prove it. We can't enforce on a biblical level that Tfilin is the same as the Tzitz. Because the names are covered. But the fact is, it has 42 names. It's logical that due to respect for that, the Chachamim should be massacred to make a Takana, the Mashmash Ben Kalshah. To, to fidget around with them, not to space out. That's Toys' opinion. I will tell you, look at the Rambam next to it on number six. The Rambam seems to disagree. The Rambam seems to learn, no, it's a full-fledged Kavachemer. Look at the Rambam in number six. Chayiv Adam Lamashmish Betfilin calls man Shehemolov. The Rambam says, you're Chayiv to feel your Tfilin calls man the entire time they're on you. So the Rambam learned it's literal every moment. When I was a uh, when I was, I learned in Yerushalayim as a bocher, in Yeshiva Teres Emes, and one of the Hanhola members, Rabbi Pevsner, is now a chief rabbi of France, a brilliant mind in, uh, in Nigla and Chassidus and everything, Mamr, something unique. Anyhow, he was once observing me when I was davening, I was constantly, I was, I was uh, leaning my head onto my hand, holding my tefillin. So he calls me over after and he says, well, why are you always hold, touching your tefillin? 
So I said, what do you mean? You have to mashmash b'chol shor v'shor. He said, doesn't mean the whole time. The Rambam says, calls man shehem olav the whole time. So I, I told him, he said, it depends. It depends. The whole the whole reason is that you shouldn't space out. Maybe for someone like you, you know, you, you don't need always. Someone like me, I need to always uh, always feel this. I don't space out. It depends. No, so I would tell you, it depends. Now you have to zil boser time, and what's the reason? But, but, but if you keep holding it the whole time, then you will. Yeah, yeah. So first you no, first you tap it on one side and the other side, and then yeah, you fidget, you fidget, you fidget. Anyhow. <laughs> says the Rambam, calls man shehemalov. The whole time it's on you. The Rambam doesn't mean either every second. He means while they're on you every so often. In order, you shouldn't be masir das even one moment. The one moment is not the, on the mamashmish. The one moment is going. You shouldn't distract yourself. In order, you shouldn't distract yourself. So then, every so often, you got to feel it. Tefillin is greater than the tzitz, hands down. Sha'atzitz ain't by Elo Shem Echod, one name of Hashem. The Elo, these have Echod the Esrim Shem Shal Yudke Bishal Rosh, there's 21 in the Shal Rosh, Ukumois and Shem Mount Bishal Yad. End of the halacha. The Rambam says a fact. The Rambam writes it's a, it's a full fledged limud, it's a full fledged limud. So we have a debate between Rambam and Tesis. Fine, it seems like it's a debate between Rambam and Tosis. So what you want to figure out is how will the Rambam answer Tosis's problem, the fact that by the tzitz, the name is on the outside. Could you also make a bit of a nafkamir between um, this man, uh, Gemara, a lot of people watch film all day. So if you do things all day, so it becomes kind of mundane. So you miss, you're missing the element of Kedusha, but we wear it for half an hour, an hour, so we're all, you know, constantly. Right. right. So <laughs> the truth. You're a good yes, man. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 That, 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 that's a great point. I will. I will great mention. Point. There's a major. There's a, a well-known. Um, Simon of the Shagas area, where he deals with what he feels is a big debate between the Ramban, versus the Rosh. The Rosh holds, what does it mean What does it mean to be distracted? You have to think about tefillin the whole time. In a way da, you, you, daven, you, you learn, you daven, you, you give tzedakah, but you, you don't, you're not thinking about the tefillin, exactly, exactly. But also if you're starting to worry, you you're do almost worrying exactly. about the, Exactly. Tefillin, you're not actually thinking about right, exactly. Not just that. Right. By Shmoyna Esra, you're not supposed to hold a pair of tefillin in your hands because right. you worry you might drop it. You space, <laughs> you know? Which means thinking about the tefillin and thinking about davening don't go hand in hand. So here's the thing. The Rosh Paskins, you know what it means, Hesachadas? Schoik the Kalas Rosh. It means jesting, joking around. The Rosh says you're allowed to do business. The Rosh holds doing business if you're in a subdued mood, then it's fine for tefillin. It's not, you don't have to think about tefillin. It means to be in a subdued, a serious mindset, a serious mindset. He says, the Rosh says, no problem. He says, because the fact is, back in the day, they wore tefillin all day, and they were... They were it, oh, 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 no, 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 it's not a contrary. It's a, it's a certain, we don't mean, to, we mean serious, a certain... Ivdu es Hashem beyira, it says in Tillim with it. But it, the, the Pasuk ends off, the gilu birada, you should exalt with, with your trembling. So it's like uh, a lightheartedness. Right. What the Rosh is talking about, yeah. Flip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also to pay, yeah, yeah. He's talking, he's not, he's not, he didn't say simcha. 
schoik v'kalus roish. Some stop laughing at the latest stories, you know, getting some good schmutz, schmutz, schmutz. Right, right. Even if it's not losh and horror, but it's that's that's uh, that runs counter to the kavan of film sports. Yeah, yeah, kochin and sport. But uh, the rush says other things. Other things are fine. That's the shit of the rush, and that's actually what most place can go like. Not so it's actually. Yeah, no. exactly. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, unless it's uh, Jewish jokes. You know? <laughs> Are you supposed to be thinking about the tefillin or the name no, of Hashem? No, you don't have to think no. about not the tefillin or the name of Hashem. Right. It means. Well, and I'm saying when you're adjusting to make sure. I mean, the whole point is. Yeah, no. The point, right? The point is to remember they're on you, and remember there's a God right here, and therefore right. stand appropriately. Right. Be, but be you're allowed to do business, right? right. That's not. Yeah. There is a Ramban though who says that if an oval is so caught up in his pain. He has to take off his yeah. film. So the Shagas Arya says, this Ramban and the Rosh don't go hand in hand. The Rosh said what it boils down to is a serious state of mind. If someone's crying over a deceased loved one, right, they're in a very serious state of mind. Why the Ramban say take off your tefillin? That's not Schoik and Kalas Rosh. But then you're not thinking about Hashem or you're not thinking about... And when you do business, why is it worse than doing business? So uh, that's the Shagas Arya's big question. He seems to make a big debate out of this. Some explain, some explain, no, 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 the Rosh would agree to the Ramban. Business is actually closer to tefillin than crying over a loved yeah. one because of Ivdus Hashem B'Simcha. When it comes to, the Aruch HaShulchan writes, when it comes, when it com- when it comes to a mitzvah, yeah, you need to feel a certain awe, the Ebisht is in front of you. On the other hand, you've got to be a rejoice as a Yid. So if somebody's crying, that's the antithesis to tefillin, being that tefillin's a mitzvah. And the, the pain, 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 and tefillin can't go together. But uh, someone's doing business and he does it in the correct manner and is uh, focused, not a problem. So there's a, anyhow, so that, that's a, there's a big debate about that. But uh, let, let's get back to our discussion over here. We seem to have a debate between Rambam and Tesis if the Kavachim is authentic or not. Now go jump up to number three for a second. Number three is uh, from the Sfas Emes. The great Gerer Rebbe, who uh, I'll say a story that I heard from uh, Reb Nissen Mangel. Although there's different versions of the story, I'll say I heard it from him. Yeah, yeah. People get confused between him and your uncle. So they did similar jobs, similar names. It's almost like. A <laughs> So, Reb Nisim Mangel says that when the Friedrich Rebbe was younger, after he got married, somebody shot a bullet into the Rebbe's house and it went right past the ear of the Friedrich Rebbe's wife, Nechom Adina. She was hard of hearing in one ear for the rest of her life. So, the Rebbe Hashab told the Friedrich Rebbe to get out of town. So, he left. He traveled, traveled far. So he came to, well, this story is he, he comes, this is in Poland or something, and he sits down in a base medrash. No one knows who he is, he doesn't know anyone. And he opens up, uh, he's learning Choshen Mish, but monetary law. The Sfas Emes was there. And the Sfas Emes walks in and he, he approaches the Friedrich Rebbe, who's a young man, and he said, this is good for your, for your mind, but what are you learning for your soul? So Friedrich asked, what should I learn? The Sfasema said, Lekutei Torah, Torah. From the Alter Rebbe, yeah. Wow. <laughs> 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 
Bechlaus, there was a yeshiva that once asked to free the Kerebbe, we want to <coughs> learn chassidus, but we're not ready for chassidus Chabad. It's not going to work. What other chassidus should we learn? He said, learn the Sfas because he has many ideas from the Al Rebbe in there. <coughs> so now that we said that, we can read what he says of here. Number three, he has a problem with Taisus. But Taisus, it's on the Gemara and Yume. But Taisus, Dibra Maschil Uma, the one we saw in number five. And he quotes, Taimoli, Taisus has a question that Tfilin are Mechupin, are the covered in skin. Yesh Litmoyal Tmiyosim. I don't get their question, he says. Who cares if it's covered or it's exposed? What's the difference? When it comes to bringing tefillin into a bathroom, we'll see about that in just a moment, that's where covered and exposed makes a difference. But for this, that if you're carrying God's name, you have to be cognizant. When not to be distracted, Mali, who cares if it's open or closed? Who cares if it's begali, if it's revealed or it's concealed? What difference? You have the name of Hashem on your head. Who cares? Exposed, covered. What's the difference? Where does Taisa get that from? Now, what does the Sfasemis mean that there is a difference concerning bringing it into a bathroom? He gets that from number four. Number four is a Gemara in Shabbos, Tav Samach Beis. Vitanya, there's a bride, the Gemara is talking about amulets. The Gemara is discussing about wearing an amulet on Shabbos. Is it considered carrying or are you wearing uh, clothes? Is it a garment, an ornament? And the Gemara states that actually if the amulet is foolproof and it's actually worked, it's worked, then it can be, can be considered an ornament. The problem is if you wear it on Shabbos, the Gemara says, you, you find an outhouse, in the, a bathroom in the street, you're going to take it off. You end up carrying. So the Gemara says, no, you don't have to take it off. So the Gemara wants to know, why don't you have to take it off in the bathroom, the amulet? Is it because the amulet's not holy? Or is it because it's covered? So the Gemara says, because it's covered. Frek the Gemara, what? You ever brought your tefillin into the bathroom? Vitanya, this is where we, we pick up a number four. You go to the bathroom, you don't walk in with your tefillin. You take it off four hours away. I, it's covered, doesn't matter. So the Gemara says, the amulet, I don't care if it's covered, why are you allowed to take it into the bathroom? Maybe the amulet's not considered holy, even though it could have names of inside. So the Gemara says, no, you can't compare an amulet to tefillin. Tefillin, mishum shin. The tefillin has a shin on the outside. Really, amulets are holy. But because they're covered, they can go in the bathroom. Tefillin is not concealed as a shin. The Amr Abai Abai said, Shin shall tefillin halachal omeshim esinai. Abai said, The shin of the tefillin halachal omeshim esinai. The shin means that's the difference of the tefillin versus the, the amulet. The Gemara continues, Amr Abai, the dalit of tefillin in the back is also halachal omeshim esinai. Amr Abaye, the Yud of Tefillin, on the show, Yad, Zalach HaMesh Mishinai. Now, Taisus in number five says clearly not. Taisus said only the Shin. And the Gemara in number four, Abaye says clearly the Dalit and Yud as well. So you should know... When you're wearing, I mean, I don't know, when you're wearing it, when it's exposed, when it's in a case, does that make a difference when it's... When you, yeah, it's all yeah, about wearing, yeah, when yeah. You're wearing. Only the case, if the case is a... There are different... If the case is meyuched for the Tefillin, then it's like it doesn't cover up. Right. Right. And therefore Part the shin is still considered right. exposed. <clears throat> oh, so, so we'll get to the Dalit Yud in a moment, but what the Sfasemis is saying in number three, he marshals this Gemara, he says, when it comes to taking something in the bathroom, there's a difference of exposed, right. 
open, that's what the Gemara, or, or if it's concealed, that's the Gemara differentiates between the amulet and the tefillin. But when it comes to having the name of Hashem in your forehead about not being distracted, what's the difference exposed or enclosed? What's the difference? So off the bat, you could say, well, maybe that's why the Rambam disagrees with Taisus. The Rambam feels like the Sfasemis. What's the difference that tefillin are, uh, are encased? Wait, how's the Taisus go against the Gemara? I'm going to get to that in a moment. That, that, that's a big thing. Get that in a moment. But for now, we're just seeing the Sfasemis says, as far as not being distracted, there should be no difference if it's exposed or enclosed. There's another place we find that tefillin is different because it's enclosed, that by when you write a mezuzah, right, every line needs what's called sirtut. You need to make scratches like lined paper. You take a mezuzah, you'll see there's like a, every line, a little scratch underneath. Exactly, so the, so the writing, should, writing should be should be clear. <clears throat> it's halacha l'moira, halacha l'moisha misina. Yes, if they're also. Tefillin doesn't have it. The Rambam says tefillin don't need it because they're covered. And everyone discusses what does that mean. The, the mezuzah is also wrapped up. No one's reading it every day. Sefer Torah, you read, so you want it to be uh, legible. So b'meila, you want to have those lines. But uh, who's reading the mezuzah? Like, what's the difference? It's tefillin are covered. But that's another case where we find the difference. It's tefillin are covered, the Rambam says. And like, no one has access even to the parchment, so they don't need to be... But so we find it over there, we find it in the Gemara number four about going into the bathroom, but the Sfasema says it really has no place in our discussion of not spacing out from the, you have the name of Hashem on your head, who says if other people can't see it, they can't see it. So on the one, you could say maybe the Rambam learns like that. But then you want to know, so why was, Toysus was clearly bothered to the point that he never answered his question. Toysus says, Taka the Kavachemer is not, is not legit. So we still want to figure out what's this debate between Rambam and Tosis. Now, as far as the question, Tosis says only the Shin is Allah not the Dalit and the Yud. And if you look at number four, in any standard uh, Babylonian Talmud that we have today, it's a clear Gemara. Abayah said the Shin, the Dalit and the Yud. Tosis says the last few lines are a mistake. Tosis writes, Bechal. If it's all true, Abayi should have said one thing. Abayi should have said, right, why, the, said why the three and, different and, statements? And, and Abayi and Abayi said, Taisa says, somebody, somebody added, added this in. It's not true. It's not true. By the way, and Abayi said. And yeah, Abayi it's said. funny, yeah. Even the way it writes. The way okay. Abayi said. How many times? It's the only place. That's just once? The whole shot? That, that, that this place. comes up in the Gemara. Oh, no, that Taisa's attacks this issue? No, attacks that there's maybe extra words. Oh, 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 no, no, yeah. Often, many often, times. often, yeah. There's, there's a, yeah. Yeah, but uh, here's big. Here's like officially removing, not replacing with anything else. Just saying these two lines are a mistake. It's like, how did they get added? Who added them? Why? Says Tosis, I don't care. I don't, I'm, not, I, I'm not here to explain to you how it crept in the Gemara. I'm just telling you it doesn't belong there. By the 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 in number four the do, yeah only the shin only the shin the dalad and yud don't belong because in fact in Gemara and Menachas where is the source of the whole sugi here about tefillin. All the dinim of tefillin come for, is discussed in Gemara and Menachas and the Lamids. There it brings up by a statement only about the shin. It doesn't bring the... also, you're allowed to wear your shaliyad technically into the basket. That's, 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 that's Tosus. therefore holds, Tosus holds that since the Gemara number four said, why can't you wear tefillin in the bathroom because of the shin? And the Gemara marshaled because shin is Allah, and Tosus holds that's where the Gemara ends. 
Yeah. You're allowed to walk in with the shirt. Tosis holds you're allowed to walk in the bag with the shirt. No, no, no. We don't. We we don't. No, because Rashi, Rashi, Rashi throughout Shas holds. The shin, the dalal, and the yud are all halachal so omeshim. It's in a bag, like in your t- bag. Then can you take it into the bathroom? So, like, if you go to the airport, what type? You put it in a oh, 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 you're wearing a backpack. So yeah, that's different because the backpack is yeah, is considered a keli. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would be the only time I would think. Yeah, that. yeah. So here's the thing. So yeah, because not just while you're traveling, right? So it's a major debate between Rashi and Tosis concerning tefillin. That Rashi holds the shin, the dalit, and the back of the shalrosh and the yud. It's all halacha l'meshem misinai, whereas Tosis holds only the shin. It's not just Rashi and Tosis. It's a major debate in the Rishonim. <coughs> the Rabbeinu Yonason of Lunel, one of the big Lunelers in Provence, he was one a good friend of the Rambam, big supporter of the Rambam. So it was in the 1100s. Hakoyen, if not mistaken, Hakoyen. Yeah. Anyhow, so he uh, a big supporter of the Rambam. And he writes, he says for sure all three are halachal Moshe Messinai, and they're all biblical, right? If you, if you, according, if you don't have the yud of the dalad, your tefillin is uh, that that tefillin is no good. However, to, and Rashi holds like that as well. Tosfos famously not here. Tosfos on the Gemara there in Shabbos, Tosfos in four or five places, is very clear that it's only the shin, and. Uh, the Rajba, the Ran, they all quote, everyone knew Taisus holds it's only the shin, only the shin. In fact, we'll see it's even more than just to look at number seven. Number seven is a comment of the base Yosef on the tour. Okay? The tour in the laws of Tefillin said, the bo- in number seven, the bold letters on top is a quote from the tour, and the, the faint letters underneath is Rabbi Yosef's commentary. Says the tour, Yase Kesher cotton, you make a small knot in the back of the Shalrosh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, on the, on the Shalyad. Ketsura Su, looking like a Yud. Lahashlim Oisius Shal Shin Yud. To get the full name. Together with the Shin, which is on the bottom of the Shal Rosh, and the Dalas in the back, in the back of the Shal Rosh, plus the Yud gets, yud, gets the Shin Dalad Yud. Says the Beis Yasis. Kain Pidish Rashi. Rashi says this in Hakomets, that's in Menachos. Ahad Darminon Kesher Shal Tfinolachal Meshmesinai. The Gemara there. I think it's Rav, has a statement, the Kesher of Tefillin is Allah Moshim Sinai. Rashi learns it means the Dalit in the back of the Shalrosh and the Yud and the Shalyad. It's all Allah Moshim Sinai. Just like we saw in the Gemara number four, in the printed editions, Abayah said all three Allah Moshim Sinai. But says the Beis Yosef in number seven, Afapa, you should know that Toysavis over there in Menachas, plus the Rosh, plus the Mordechai, plus the Smag, these are all Ashkenazi Rishonim, the Rosh and the Mordechai, both students of uh, the Maram of Rottenburg. The Mordechai was a Koyan, by the way. And Kosvo, uh, they write, no, the nearer the Dalas for Yud Shebet the Dalat of the Rosh and the Yud of the Hand, Lav Oisius Gmurs, and are not real Oisius. It's not Allah Mishmar Sinai. Veloi Chashivim Oisius Hashem, they're not part of, there is no Shin Dalad Yud, biblically. But Sosam Rabbein Advalev Kudivay Rashi, but the tour who says matter of fact is going like Rashi. So Rashi with the tour, I said Rabbi Yonason of Lunel, the Meiri also lived in Provence and Perpignan. They all go with the fact that the whole Shin, the Urayim, all hold the Shin Dalad Yud is full Allah Moshim Sinai. Toysus, and now we see the Rosh, the Mordechai, the Smag, all say no. The Dalad and Yud was a later conception of the Chachamim. Really, you just need the Shin. Okay. 
So if you hold like Rashi and like the tour that the the whole Shindal Yud is biblical, so at least one of Taisa's questions fall off. Right? The Taisa's question is that Sitz has the name on the outside, Tfilin is covered. I Tfilin also has the Abish's name, says Taisus, no. The Shin really is a standalone thing. Biblically, it's all you need. You don't need the Dalit and the Yud. Well, according to Sam Rishonim, you do. And it all depends on the Gemara number four, if you have the version that Abayah said that all three of are Sinai or not. Okay. But either way, Taisa's second problem will still exist. Even if you're going to have the Shin Dalit Yud, it's not the same as the Yud Kei Vav Kei. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. not the same. Because so the shin is only on the is the is besides the dalit is is the only one on the head. You're moving to an arm and a head. Okay. The, okay, but even yeah, yeah, even so if even if we will manage to put them together, to the, right. Tyson's yeah. second question will still you're be you still fall short. Right, you still fall short. Right, it's a holy name. It's a holy so, name. Right. There's a let, let, let's see. The look at number eight. Number eight oh, is a comment of the El Yerabba. The El Yerabba was Elio Shapiro, lived about, uh, passed away a little over 300 years ago. So 350 years ago, he was a big Rav. And uh, he wrote his commentary on the Levush. On the Levush. The Levush also seems to say that the whole Shin Dalajud is all Halachal Amoshim Misinai. The Altrebbe as well. The Altrebbe writes it's all Halachal Amoshim Misinai. Like Rashi. Like Rashi. But it, it's. Okay, I have a whole theory it's, that doesn't mean it's uh, it's Mamish Altarev's personal opinion, but either way, either way, let's let's not go there. Number eight, <laughs> we know that on the Tefillin Shel Roish there's two shins. There's a shin on the left and a shin on the right. Three heads. And one of them has three heads, and one of them has four heads. The source of this is found in the Sefer Shimusha Rabba. Shimusha Rabba is a work on laws of Tefillin written about 1,300 years ago. Exactly who wrote it is a big shayla. Some say it was Rav Sar Sholom Goin, one of the Goinim in the 800s. Some say maybe someone else a little bit earlier. It's a very authoritative work on the laws of tefillin. And it says in the Shemusha Rabbah that you want to have the, the, the shin of the four heads and the shin of the three heads, one on each side. Now, which side? So, Vishal Small Hameniach, on the left side, you have the four. On the left side of you wearing it, you have the four. On the right side, you have the three. Now, why Bechals? Why are there two shins? Uh, one four, one three. What's this all about? What's this all about? So some, some wanted to say the Megal Amukas brings in also earlier that it represents the three of us, the four Emois. There's a statement of the Zoyer that there are seven branches in the Menorah, right? And, you know, there are seven spheres. Seven is the completion of everything. So you want the seven branches of the shin, the three on one side, the four on the other, represent uh, the seven branches of the menorah. All types of theories. I heard another one. Yeah. The three protrude. Ah, right, right. So that's good. So that's, so, oh, so that's, that's the base Yosef brings from an old manuscript, the different like this. When Hashem gave Moshe the Torah, he gave him two things. He gave him the luchas which were engraved. He also gave Moshe all the knowledge that Moshe should write ink on parchment. Ink on parchment protrudes. The luchas were engraved. If you want to engrave a shin, 
you need to have four walls. Right, right. four defanas, right. four walls. Inside. So the sh- the four level, the four headed shin represents engraved. the engraved three headed shin. And since the tefillin b'chlal are keser Torah, the crown of Torah, so you want to represent the two elements of Torah, so you have both shins. By the way, the Marsha says, this is the true reason of Rabbi Baravru's Kalvachaymer. You know why tefillin are better than the tzitz? Because the tzitz is the crown of the Koyan, right? It's keser kuhuna. Tefillin is keser Torah, the crown of Torah. As great as the crown of kuhuna is, the crown of Torah supersedes. The Kangod used to wear both. He's, right. he's doing both. Fine, fine. But between one and the other, the crown of Torah is greater than the crown of Kahuna. So the Marsha says that's what Rabbi, that that's the true meaning of the Kalvachimer. Tefillin are greater because they represent the crown of Torah. But either way, either way, before, <laughs> either way, he holds like Tesis. The whole Tefillin, the whole Tzitzis, that name's on the outside. You can't compare the Tzitzis to Tefillin. Anyhow, so, so the Tefillin is the crown of Torah, so you want to have the four-legged shin and the three-legged shin. But why are they specifically on those sides? Why is it on your left you have the four-legged shin, and on the right you have the three? So he says, so the El Yerabba quotes, well, let's read number eight. Vishal small ha-meniach, on the left of the meniach, you have the four-legged shin. Four-headed shin. Four, thank you, thank you, thank you. yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Your left is the right of the person corresponding to you. Imagine the Abish is standing across from you. Your left is his right. The Abish is in front of you, reading the tefillin. God's in front of me. You want the shin of the luchos right, to be on the right of God, the engraved shin to be on the right of Hashem, now Hashem's looking towards you, so his right means your left, it says about the luchas that the Abishta gave it from his right hand, so when the Abishta is looking at you, he wants to see from his right, your left, the four-headed shin, which is the, the, the way he gave it, the Amar Abaye, shin shel tfin Again, Abayah said a statement. I told you in Mesech the Shabbos it says Abayah said about the Shin and the Talad and the Yud. In Menachas it only brings about the Shin. But he wants to know why don't we say Shinin? Why don't we say both of them? Apparently it's Halachal Emotion Sinai, both Shins. So why didn't Abayah say Shinin? The Dalit and the Yud will leave that, the, the, the Rishonin can break their heads. But if both Shins, why didn't he say Shinin? He says, Lefisha Amar, Kodesh Baruch Moshe, because Hashem told Moshe, Hashem didn't want to put the two shins together. They're very different. They're very different. They serve a different purpose. He said, Shin Sha'ani Kaisav Lecha, the shin that I wrote to you, the engraved one, Simli Minecha, means to, to my right, on your left. Then he says, Tam Acher, another Pshat, Lefisha Amar, Kodesh Baruch Okay, this is a little bit of a hard read. I don't know. Shin shel haluchas, the shin of the luchas, tossim liyeminoi. Put it on God's right. So that's engraved. That's the engraved ones on your left, which is the four, the four-headed. Right. Hashem told Moshe about when he made the new luchas, etched them out. 
psoilus shall oisa shin simlu menecha. The psoilus, when you etch out, like I guess when you etch out, um, when you etch out a shin and the luchas, right? Right, you're left with the remainder is basically the walls. When you take out, you... When you etch out what? The material. Right. No, so you take out the material. No, no, no. What remains is the leftover rock. Is a four. Is a four letter. Is a four. If you take out the four. No, 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 no. You you take out the three. Then you said you take out the four. No, 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 no. You you take out the three. You have an engraved three shin. What do you have left? You have left the four. The four remains in the rock. So that should be on the right hand side. This is what they showed me from heaven. If you try and become pure, God will help you. It says, The secrets of God to those that fear. Now, who wrote this? The elder rabbi is quoting this from the Baruch Sha'amar. The Baruch, who is the Baruch Sha'amar? His name was Rab Shimshin Ben Eliezer, a mysterious figure in the mid 1300s. I have in number 11 that he wrote about himself in number 11. He says, my name is Shimshin, Hamachuna, I'm nicknamed Baruch Sharm. that's my nickname, why? He says, Avi v'imi, my father and mother, Heviyu Oisi brought me and my, and my sisters, Me'eretz Shusnia, Shekur in Zaksan, it's a place in Germany. That's Eretz Melad, it's where I was born. I was taken to Prague, Hakehil in Prague. V'sham halchu kulam leilam, there everyone passed away, my father, my mother, my sisters. Nisharti ani levadi, I was alone, eight-year-old orphan. What year was this? In the mid-1300s. The Eibishter led me in his footsteps. As a father of orphans. And I got up every single morning. I used to get up very early and go to the shul in Prague. And I would say Baruch Sha'amar with the beautiful voice that Hashem gave me. So people gave me the nickname Baruch Sha'amar. He was the Baruch Sha'amar kid. Nebuchadnezzar, oh. orphan, the orphan that beautifully sang Baruch Sha'amar. He's known as the Baruch Sha'amar. Just now, he was... There's a more recent safer by Baruch Epstein called Baruch Sha'amar. Ah, yeah, okay, right, right. So here's the... the so he, he, what Baruch Sha'amar, it's actually a bit... Of, there was an earlier safer called Tikkun Tfilin. It was written by Gaida Bavram from, from some city in Germany. Uh, laws of how to make Pashat, how to make Tfilin. And this Reb Shimshin, the Baruch Shammai, wrote footnotes on it. And later it became unclear the, the, the difference of the two authors. The whole book became known as the Baruch Shammai. Anyhow, um, he himself had a student, Reb Yomtev Milhausen. We once quoted him. He wrote a, on the Shir about Adam living with the animals. We found an old manuscript from Prague, from Yom Tov Milhausen, who had big debate between him and the Christians. And the Christians, by every debate, would say, how could the rabbi say, Adam cohabited with the animals? Right now, would they pull it out? And he was the first one that says, it doesn't mean Adam lived with them. He contemplated them, etc. Anyhow, so that Rabbi Yom Tov Milhausen, who was a big uh, scholar, Bechlal, he was also a Kabbalist, and he was the main student of this Baruch Shamar. And he also wrote a sefer about Tefillin called Alpha Besa, all about the letters the actual formation and what they represent. Anyhow, so this Baruch Shama guy was part of a, he's a big player in the, in, uh, in laws of tefillin. And in number eight, the El Yerab is quoting from him, the reason why you want to have the four, you know, the fact that there's a three-headed shin and a four-headed shin, there's all these reasons. But even once you say it's representing the two types of Torah, so why is one on the left, one on the right? So he says, 
This is what they told me from heaven, because the Abish that appears, he stands in front of you, he reads the tefillin, he gave the luchas from his right hand, so he wants to see the four-headed tefillin, which represents the etched out chin, from his right. Anyhow, it's an interesting thing. So you have the, these two shins are very important. The fact you need two shins, the fact that one has to be four or three, that don't know if that we know in the Sefer Shemusha Rabbah. Toysus actually writes clearly, based on the Shemusha Rabbah, if you mix up the four and the three on the other side, it's okay. But if they're both four or both three, it's puzzle. You need to have one four and one three. So that's as far as the shin. That's as far as the shin. So, if I would ask you why exactly is there a shin on the tefillin? So maybe before the shir you would have said, well, one reason you could say is you need the shin and the dalad and the yud to make the, the shakai, to make the shin dalad yud. Well, that works according to Rashi in the tour that all three were told to Moshe and Arsinai. According to Taisus, the Rosh, the Mordechai, never happened. It's only the Shin. Hashem, the Dalad and Yud was a later invention. So then why did God say to make the Shin? The according shin to Taisus, I don't know if that's enough reason to have right. the Shin, because you don't even have to say the Shema in film. Right. You don't have to say in film. So we say if you say Shema without film, it's like giving false testimony. Because you're saying Hashem said, you know, then you yeah. But if you say Shema and you put on Tefillin right away after, it's yeah. also okay. Yeah. So you don't have to actually say it in the Tefillin. It doesn't maybe represent the Shema that's but you don't inside. Oh, oh, the Shema that's inside. inside. But there's four parshas inside. Shema right. is only one of the four. Right, but isn't, wouldn't we say that's the most... Like the but most why, I don't know. Do we need a representation of what it says inside? Okay, that, well, that might be something else you may say. But uh, the question still begs, is there anything... You see, according to Rashi, I know why there's a shin. There's a shin, Dalad and Yud. Well, but according to Tais, says, what's the shin for? Well, the shin the you what do you mean? You don't no, but why? is, is there a reason? Well, no, well, so we're giving a reason because... because so we said, well, wait, we said that Tefillin is Keser Torah, and Torah was given in two forms to represent... Saying. Well, that's what, that's what you quoted. That's from the Beis Yosef, not in the paper, but... The tefillin is the crown of Torah. Torah was given in two forms, engraved and written. So to represent that, we want... <clears throat> it happens to be that concerning the big debate, if only the shin, if only the shin is Lachem Meshem Sena, also the Dalad and the Yud, there's actually a third opinion. Look at number nine. I mentioned this story Thursday night. Rabbeinu Tam and Shmuel Hanavi, the father of Yehuda HaChosid, had a big debate with Holy Moses. Moshe Rabbeinu says that every day you need to take the Shel Rosh and undo the Kesher and tighten it. Rabbeinu Tam says no, only on the Shel Yad. Rabbeinu Tam says, it says, you tie that, and then So Moshe Rabbeinu said, it's not how you read the Pasuk. He says, you read it, the tefillin, which is an ice, which is the head tefillin, that you tie. Al yodecha. When do you have the thing on the head? When you have the, the thing? Only after that, right. So Moshe Rabbeinu continues in number nine. Va'oid, Moshe tells Rabbeinu Tam, you're telling me that the kesher you have to play with every day is the shalyad. I never heard of that. God never told me anything about having a yud over there. Ata oime the kshira is in the shalyad by the yud. I never said that. Loilim, I never taught that. Chachamim u'masakin oisa b'svarosam. 
This sounds very much like Tesis. Lahashlim shem shin dalad yud. It's an it's an invention of the Chachamim. Moshe saying this. Yeah, Moshe saying it's two Rabbeinu Tam, right? It's an invention. That's where Tesis got it from. They got it from Moshe. Well, Moshe Rabbeinu Tam never no Tam never buckled down. He said, Moshe, you're wrong. Anyhow. <laughs> no, so, and so Moshe here has a big chap. Moshe says, you ever wondered, Moshe says like this, why is the Yud over here and the Shin and Dalad over here? Moshe says, I was told about the Shin and the Dalad, not the Yud. A third option. The Shin and the Dalad are lochem, not the Yud. He says, Why did Chachom could have found the Yud, they could have put a Yud, they could have come up with something. Why did they put in that Yad? People shouldn't make a mistake to say that this is the original command. And it's not because it does not join with the Shin and the Dalad. Moshe says the Shin and the Dalad and that Dalad is what has to be played with every day. The Yud on the hand is later enactment. Rabbi Natam didn't back down. He came to help Moshe Rabbeinu Oliver Shalom. And Masadrim they were proving for they were Mavian riots. Rabbi Natam would respond. Rabbi Natam did not buckle down. He took Moshe, he said, You're a great man, but my opinion counts just like yours. Rabbi Yankov was there as well. He asked the Novi, which is Shmuel Novi, He should find out who he Paskin like. Right. So Moshe Rabbeinu responded, But if you do it, Moshe says, Rabbeinu Tam is a good guy. Okay. Rabbeinu Tam still, Moshe says, Rabbeinu Tam is still an opinion. But Mitzvah Menamuvcha says, Moshe, you want to know what the best thing is? To, to make the nod in the head. Lomarcha the next day, Rab Shmuel Hanavi, this is uh, Rabbi Huda Chaz's father, asked Moshe Ben Shalom, Hayud Mishakam Epnei Malo Nichtav V'Mashin. Shmuel Hanavi Taka asked Moshe why, why the Shin and the Dalad? Yeah, why not the Yud? Like that's random. So Moshe said, incredible. Rashi, this week's parsha, Hashem showed Moshe his head film. He never saw Hashem's. I saw God from behind. I saw the shin and the dalit in his head filling. The yud on his hand I never saw. So I never taught it. So here's here's a third option. The shin and the dalit, yeah, not the yud. Not the yud. It's fascinating. Because in the Poiskim, you don't find this. You either find Toysus, the Rosh, Mordechai, it's just a shin. And then you find Rashi, the Torah, who is Shin Dalad Yud. But the Shin and the Dalad, and not the Yud, what's the logic? Moshe explained. That's what he saw. You know what it means, Halach Moshe Sinai? He saw God and Hashem Sinai wearing it. Some things Hashem told Moshe verbally, some things Hashem showed him. That's how Moshe received it, because he actually saw it. He never saw the, uh, the, the Yud. Anyhow, so I'll upon him, though. Isn't this the strongest? This is from the Sefer Seder Hadoris. It was written 300 years ago. Um, Who wrote it? Okay, Rabbi Halprin. Yeah. Uh, wait, 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 hold up. Because this is a great story. Um, but the question is where it's exactly recorded from. And uh, yeah, yeah. You see that none of the Rishonim were aware of this. Uh, no, I, I didn't see any Rishon saying this idea, the Shin Dalgia, not the Yud. It's who's, either... Who's the people that were there? 
Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam, though didn't buy it. Yehuda Chassid's father was Elio of Paris. Did any of these people write about it? In their own writings, yeah. Rabbeinu Elio of Paris was involved in the debate. He argued with Rabbeinu Tam. Yeah, so did he write No, 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 but then Toysus quotes a debate between Rabbeinu Tam and this Rabbeinu Elio. The debate is quoted not about the Shindal Yud, about if every day you need to play with the Kesher and the Rosh. So they held Blushitasa in that Toysus. But I don't think that Taisus mentions anything about the difference of the Dalit or the Yud, that the Dal is a Lachlam Meshesina, but not the Yud. No. Not that that details in the story, not in Taisus. Anyhow, but hold on. I, I want to answer everything like this. So again, if I would ask you, why is there a Shin on this film? So you would say, according to Rashi in the tour, it makes the Shin Dalad Yud. It's yeah. a good reason. According to all the other Rishonim, the Dalad Yud came later. So why did God tell Moshe the Shin? So you'll say, well, maybe the shin is uh, Shema, or the shin represents Keser Torah. The Tefillin is Torah, so representing the two types of Torah. There's another whole reason completely. Number 10. Rabbi Yosef Kaida quotes, Kosav Hari Al Askandari. Askandarni. Thank you. You know Atbash? You take the letters of Aleph Beis, the Aleph of Tav, Yud K Vav K, becomes the Havaya Baat Bash Oilashin Vahainu Matspatz. The Yud becomes a Mem, the He becomes a Tzadik, the Vav is a Pei, the He is a Tzadik. If you flip, it's Matspatz. Matspatz is Gematria 300. The Shin says this Ri Askandarni. The shin is the yud kevavke. The yud kevavke is the shin. If you do at bashish kevavke, and they add the letters together, you get a shin. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's a bit of a stretch. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's the the pasuk says that the goyim will see the name of Hashem on you, and they will be afraid. Rabbi Eliezer Hagadol Oimer. It's everywhere in Gemara. It's the tefillin shebarosh. Tfilin Shebarosh. Why Tfilin Shebarosh? Rashi learns in Menachas what name of Hashem do the Goyim see? It's the Shin Dalad Yud. The Shin, the Dalad Yud. So Rashi wants to know. So why do you say Tfilin Shebarosh? You need the hand as well. Since most of the name is on the Rosh. Toysus everywhere disagrees with Rashi because Toysus holds, when you, I think the, when Yeshaya said that pasuk, there was no Dalad and Yud. It was the Shin. So, so, so where's the name of Hashem? Where's the name of Hashem? Says the Ri Askandani, it's the Shin. When it says, Kishem Hashem Nikra Alecha, it's the Shin. She'ei nir mibachutz ela hashin. It's the Shin in which are seen from the outside. The Shin itself, it's not the Dalad or the Yud. Right. What? It's coded. It's coded right. But even more so, then it's unlikely that the Goy will know what, that that's the name of Hashem. So. The guy, the guy. Now that the Shir is being recorded, the guy will all find, we'll find out. We'll <laughs> find out. They will all hear. So here's the. So, so up to the oh, oh, so the word is, it's incredible because like Rashi says, the name of Hashem on you is the Shin Dalad Yud. So why do we mention the Shorosh? Because it's most of the name. A whole new shots over here. It's just the Shin itself. It's just the Shin itself. By the the Alter Rebbe was once asked that uh, Goyim once saw the Alter Rebbe wearing tefillin and they were so afraid. Someone asked Al Tereba, I wear tefillin too, and the Goyim aren't afraid. So Al Tereba said, Rabbi Eliezer says, These are tefillin. He doesn't say Al Harosh, Burosh in the head. 
If your tefillin are just sitting on top of your head, it won't it won't affect the game. If you internalize it in your mind, if you internalize it, that's when. Anyhow, oh, so the verse like this: that <clears throat> philosophically, it's pretty obvious too. No, no. <laughs> Knowledge means revelation. When something is known, it's revealed. Like a secret is not known. When something is known, it's considered revealed. And when something's revealed, it's considered known. So here's the thing. Tysus wants to know that since the name of Hashem is exposed, the very fact it's exposed means it needs to be in the open. And for you, it means to be aware, to have knowledge of it, to, to, to have knowledge of it. Tysus is asking but Tfilin, which in essence are the names of Hashem are concealed, doesn't that represent that you don't need to have knowledge? It's something which is concealed. Knowing is to bring something to the forefront. That's revelation. Tefillin are in essence concealed. Right? The Sfasema says, I don't get what Tesis is on about. What's the difference concealed or revealed? So I want to say, no, if, if, if the Tefillin, the way they're made, their whole identity is concealing the name of Hashem, so then you don't have to be aware of it. Being aware of something cognizant is revelation. But if in essence it's meant to be concealed, then it can be in the back of your mind as well. It doesn't, doesn't have to be in the forefront. That's Taisa's opinion. Because according to Taisa's, the names are completely concealed. The Shin here, what's the Shin? The Dalin Yudah and Halacha Lamesh Mesinai. But the Rambam, the Rambam will go like the Ri Askandarni. The Shin itself represents the Yudke Vavke through Atbash. Now, it's only a hint. It's only a hint on the Yudke Vavke. But you, what does that mean? The fact that the Shin is representing the Yudke Vavke, which is concealed inside of it, is trying to tell you that all of the Yudke Vavke is concealed inside these parshias, the 42 of them. I want them to be brought to the forefront. I'm exposing them, which means you need to be aware of them. You need to be aware of it. Now, the fact that the Shin represents Yudke Vavke through Atbash means the Shin is trying to expose what's inside. It's teaching you a message that all the 42 names of Yudke Vavke inside are, are need, to be need to be exposed. They're being exposed through the Shin. So it's telling you that don't think because they're concealed you don't have to be aware of it. No. They're being exposed over here. And therefore the Sfas Emes' argument will come. Then once they're on the head, they're not as exposed as it sits. doesn't matter. What's the difference? The whole argument of Tosis is if Tefillin are be'etzim concealed, then you could say, well, let's leave it on the, I can leave it in the back of my mind. But, but the moment the Shin comes and says, no, these ideas need to be exposed, so even though it's not as exposed as it sits, the Sfasemis argument will kick in. What's the difference? No longer can you argue it's a concealed thing. No, it's meant to be out in the open. And since they're on your head, you have to be aware of it. So I'm using the Sfasemis to explain Rambam versus Tesis. Tesis says the Shin doesn't represent the Yudke Vavke. It's whatever it's there for, but all the names of Hashem are on the inside. So Tzfil and Arbe'etzim concealing the name of Hashem. That means you don't have to be aware of it. The idea is concealed, it's hidden. But the Rambam says, no, the Shin is, a, is um, revealing and exposing, representing the Yudke Vavke within itself because of the Atbash. It's sending you a message that all the Yudkes, Vovkes, in the Tefillin, the 42 names in the Parshish of here and over here, need a, they can't be forgotten about. You the need, they're, they're being exposed through the Shin, which means you have to be aware of it because they're on your head. Yeah. Like the Sfar Sema says, what's the difference on your hand on your head? 
That's the argument, Taka. The only thing you could counter is, well, if they're be'etzim concealed, then I don't have to be aware. But once there's a shin, which represents yud kei vav kei, then they're not be'etzim concealed. It's like exposing, it's bringing it out to the even open. Even though the shin itself, this way, is also be sold at bash. At bash. Right, no, but it's, it's telling you that the yud kei vav kei that's deep inside here is revealed through the shin. That means the yud kei vav kei is physically <coughs> deep inside the tefillin. You need, they need to be exposed as well. Which means you have to be aware of it. Awareness and revelation are the same thing. Anyhow, that's uh, today's offering. Revealed but concealed. <laughs> well, that's our avayda. We have to take it from here, and yeah. we have to.